coach. Nick Nurse over the weekend said, it's great that Scotty Barnes is shooting a lot, but we need more. We want him taking more shots. We want him to be more aggressive. And if you have that confidence from your coach and the teammates around you are giving you, you know, the thumbs up, Hello and welcome to the Tuesday, November 2nd edition of the TV on Basketball Podcast with your host TV. Hope you're having a fantastic day and thank you for clicking on to watch or listen to today's episode. Before we start, I do have to plug my other platforms. Remember to follow at TV on Basketball on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok for updates on the podcast and for other great content. If you're on YouTube, remember to like, share, and subscribe and hit the notification bells. That would be highly, highly appreciated. For all the podcast listeners, remember to subscribe and leave a review if you're on Apple. And for my Spotify Anchor Podbean listeners, just to continue to show your support in any way possible, I really do appreciate it. I have an awesome show lined up for you guys today. I'm going to be talking about mostly the top teams still in the NBA, not, you know, like the usual, the Lakers, the Bucksnet, but the teams are all 5-1 and one right now. There's actually quite a bit of them. In total, there are six, so we're going to go into that in a new segment I like to call Trend or Dead End. We're also going to be doing that with a couple players here. That one's more of a speed round. I'm not going to go too much into depth about those, but I'm definitely going to try and do it with the players as well. And then, of course, we're going to end off the episode with the three-word series that I started last week where we go through each NBA team and try to describe them in three words or less. I went about 10, 11 minutes last time. I like to keep it maybe a bit shorter than that. I'll try to do it this episode. But yeah, besides that, thank you guys for showing all your support. It's going to be another great episode. Again, doing these weekly um, every Tuesday, and hopefully um, once I'm done with my schoolwork and all that, we can go back to two episodes a week. That would be fantastic. And I'm just excited for just some more NBA basketball throughout the season. But yeah, without further ado, let's jump into it. And like I said, we're starting a new series here. We're starting a series called Trend or Dead End. This is where I'm going to be talking about whether each of these teams... Is this going to be continued throughout the season? Is it a trend or is it a dead end? Is it something that we shouldn't be really be buying into and they're probably going to plateau sooner rather than later? So yeah, we have six five and one teams after um, a few weeks into the season. I'm recording this on a Monday and you're going to see this on a Tuesday. So maybe some of these teams may have gone a loss already by now. Whether it's the Knicks, Wizards, or Bulls, I think they're playing tonight. So they may have gone a loss here. But still, we're going to be trying to do a segment called Trent or Dead End. And yeah, basically you're gonna go through these six teams and talk about whether I think it's gonna continue or if it's gonna like you know plateau sooner rather than later. Then afterwards we're gonna do a player speed round after this. But let's get into this. Let's start with the team which it's probably like the least surprising out of all of them. We're gonna start with the two of the mostly surprising ones, and the first one we're talking about is the Utah Jazz. Right now they're five and one right now. They've looked great. They've had to deal with some injuries throughout the season, but right now five and one. Is this a trend? Is it a dead end? This is probably easy. It's a trend. This is what you have to realize with the Utah Jazz. I know they fizzled out bad last season. The Rudy Gobert being exposed and all that. Donovan Mitchell had his injury and stuff. But at the end of the day, every single year that Donovan Mitchell has been playing, they've made the playoffs. They've always been a solid team, and they always know how to produce in the regular season. And they have the depth to to back that up, and they just have the experience and the camaraderie um, that leads them to these very good records every single year. There is a reason why they were the number one seed in the, in the West last year. They had great coaching, a great defense anchored by the three-time defensive player of the year in Rudy Gobert. And this season, 
it's more of the same. They still got Donovan Mitchell playing extremely well. They even even they haven't even played Mike Conley much this year. He's only played five games. Um, who's missed a game or so? Um, and this team, honestly, compared to last season, they've gone a bit better. Rudy Gay is on this team now, even though he has yet to play a game this season. Hopefully, he can come back soon. Hassan White is on the team. They trade for Eric Pascal. They have a good team. They have a very, very good team, and they, and you know what you're going to get out of them. A good offense led by Donovan Mitchell with other guys just knowing how to share the ball and get their offense done. And they're going to be one of the top defenses in the league, which they are once again. They're number three in defensive rating. They have been playing absolutely fantastic um, this season. And you just got to expect more of the same from that. With a Quinn Snyder-led team, I already talked about it before the season started. Quinn Snyder's probably going to win Coach of the Year this year if the Jazz are a top seed in the West, if they continue to do what they've been doing all season long or for the past few years. And the, I think we've gone to that point with the Jazz like we did with the Bucks the last couple years. We really do not care what they do in the regular season. If they can turn around the playoffs, that's when we'll start caring about the Jazz. But right now, who really cares? We know this is what they can do, and they're going to continue to do it all season long. They're going to be a fun watch. You know they're going to get some good basketball with the Jazz, and they're going to keep um, getting wins. But nothing's going to change about my position on the Jazz, how I see the Jazz, until things are changed in the postseason. Not right now, but hopefully in the postseason, things can change, and they can finally have a good run in them. The next team that I think not many people, um, that some people... I wouldn't say expected to be 5-1, and one, but they aren't really too surprised. And that's the Miami Heat. The Miami Heat are 5-1 and one right now, and man, this team has an identity, and they're going to stick to it. Because right now, they are the number one defensive team in the league. They've only allowed 100 points once this season. So is this a trend? Is it a dead end? It's 100% a trend. I don't know if they're going to reach maybe over 55-60 wins or not. But in terms of them being especially a contender, I really do think the Miami Heat are going to be a true contender this year. Because this team is for real, man. Jimmy Butler is playing at an, I'm not even like afraid to say this, playing at an MVP level right now. 25 points a game, 7 rebounds, 6 assists, 52% in the field, basically 38% from 3, and almost 90% at the line. Those are all NBA near MVP numbers. And if you look at the way he's affecting the team and, and stuff like that, the Heat just look fantastic. Tyler Hero off the bench is averaging 22-7. and seven. Bam Adebayo, 20-14. and 14. And some people are going to be looking at Kyle Lowry's stats and be like, ooh, eight, 8 points a game, 7 assists. He's been a bust of a signing. No, no, no. If you hear people talk about Kyle Lowry in the, on the Miami Heat team, they know how important he is, especially on the defensive end, and just his leadership on, on the floor. Tyler Hero talked about it like, this is the like the first point I've said in a while that knows like the game like the ins and outs of the game kind of like Kyle Lowry and you know no disrespect to his former point guards probably Goran Dragic and stuff like that but Kyle Lowry he's having a Kyle Lowry impact in the sense where the stats won't fully show it but his impact on the defensive end his um, setting up people on the offensive end um, leading to many fast breaks and all that Kyle Lowry is a direct it has direct impact with that. And it's not going to show up on the stat sheet, but he just knows how to do all the little things. And the Miami Heat are just doing a lot of things right right now. Like I said, I don't know if this is going to be a 55-60 win team. But when it comes to having a championship level roster, it looks like they'll get to that. Because let's be honest. I mean, 
Jimmy Butler maybe his stats will plateau a bit. Bam is gonna have another great season, but that means Kyle Lowry is gonna get into his flow later on in the year. Tyler Hero hopefully can he can continue his six man of the year case, but this team just up and down the roster. They still have PJ Tucker there. They still got Mark Markeith Morris. This team just feels like they they are built to win a championship. Now with the Nets, we don't know like is Kevin Durant and James Harden enough? I don't know. With the Bucks, so far they've had some injury concerns. I don't know if that's going to be lingering throughout the entire year. The Miami Heat are right in the mix. And like I've mentioned before, the only thing really stopping them is health. They're not a very deep team. If one of those, like, you know, first seven guys get injured, it's actually going to be pretty troublesome for them. But as of right now, with the way they're looking, it's looking good so far. They are a contender. This is a trend that's happening. Them playing well is going to continue to happen all season long. They're going to be a very good team this year, and you should definitely walk, look out for them. Next team I want to talk about is the Golden State Warriors, another 5-1 team, one of the two in the Western Conference. And is this going to be a trend, them going like having another great season, being near the top of the conference? I, I'm going to say it's a trend. I'm going to say it's a trend. And the biggest reason why I think this is a trend is... Firstly, Steph is playing phenomenal again this year. He's having another great season, averaging 28 points a game, 7.5 rebounds, 6.5 assists, almost 40% from three, you know, the, the typical Steph stuff. I mean, not really great field goal percentage at 42, but Steph is doing Steph things. What makes this team good and what make and what the biggest difference between this team and last year's team is that they're getting contributions from different people. Draymond Green having a great a good season, 9-7-9. You got Andrew Wiggins giving you some offensive production. Jordan Poole, Damian Lee. You got Bielitsa giving you something a bit off the bench. You got Iguodala, you know, first year back on the Warriors. He's giving you something. And then they just still got them guys like coming back from injury, whether it's um, James Wiseman. You got Jonathan Kaminga. You got Clay Thompson coming back in December. And if you look at this roster, Steph is going to keep doing his thing. If these guys are helping him out, the guys coming back are like they're not going to be a detriment. They're going to help them whether it's on the defensive end or the offensive end. Clay's is going to give them hopefully maybe over 16, 17 a night, and then Kaminga and Wiseman hopefully can help out on the defensive end with their athleticism. This is a good team. They obviously have the championship mentality with um, you know with some of the guys in the roster, you know Looney, Iggy, Dre, and Steph. But you can also see the growth in their supporting cast. And I think that's going to be extremely, extremely important. Especially um, if, like, especially in, like, those off nights where Curry's going to be the main focus of the other team. And they're going to try and shut him down with by all means necessary. They're going to need someone to, to step up. And they've had multiple guys do that so far this year. With this roster right now, with some guys coming back, the Warriors are a team that, sh- that should be near the mix in terms of the the playoff race especially like maybe later down the line maybe they could be in the title case as well if you talk think about the top teams in the west you got the suns people we we need to see like how they really are as a team maybe like a few weeks maybe a month down the line the jazz play um playoff issues the lakers we will have to wait and see how they're gonna figure things out but the west is pretty open i think so for first time in a while and the Warriors, again, have the experience. They know what it takes to to go deep into the playoffs. They could do it again. They could 100% do it again. And with the way the people outside of Steph Curry are playing, I think this team is like some, like definitely something to look out for. They're still going to be a fun team to watch. 
And I think it's going to be a, re key, a real key to them for them going forward that Steph is playing well, but also the other guys are getting involved as well. So, yeah, the, the Warriors um, continue to win. It's a trend, 100%. Next up, we have the New York Knicks. The New York Knicks, they are 5-1. and one. They have the number one team in the East um, right now. They've had, they're on a three-game winning streak. They look great. They're facing the Toronto Raptors tonight in kind of a throwback game, first game ever of um, the NBA's history. They're having some like special theme game tonight, which is going to be really fun to watch. But is their 5-1 run record? Is this going to be a trend, or is it going to be a dead end? And I know it's like start, starting to sound kind of, um, you know, repetitive right now, but this is a trend. This is a trend. I guess I'm getting all the trends in the out of the way, but... The Knicks playing this well is going to be a trend. Because here's the thing about the New York Knicks. You already know they're going to have that defensive mentality led by Tom Thibodeau as their head coach and the roster they have settled already, um, that they have already. Because this is basically the roster they had last year. You know, Mitchell Robinson's back and healthy. You got R.J. Barrett, who's mightily improved as the defender. You still got Julius Randle, Taj Gibson, all those guys. It's basically the same lineup. And they don't even have Nero's Noel back. But the biggest difference from this year's team compared to last year's team is they got some offense. They've got some offense. They brought in Evan Fournier. They brought in Kemba Walker. And those two guys, although the stats don't really like show it, I mean, Kemba Walker, 15 points a game. Fournier is actually playing good, 17 points a game. It's just so useful for this team to have shot creators on the perimeter, especially like in certain situations where maybe Randall's to focus on like on the defensive end and stuff like that having those offensive creators is massive for this next team because like i said they're gonna have the defense but if you could pair it off with a good offense this team is going to be dangerous this team is going to be very very dangerous and kemba may think it's going to take some things slow with him maybe he's gonna have some off nights he's not going to play basically a full 82 but if you can have him readily and available throughout the playoffs or throughout the season, you got Fournier, you got RJ Baird, who over the weekend had a 35-point performance. He looked fantastic. And Julius Randle still playing at an all-NBA, all-star level. This is a this is going to be a good team. And with a team led by Thibodeau, obviously, like I said, the defense is going to come around. Right now, they're 19th in the league. That's obviously going to go up. But if they can get like an average to above-average offense, this team is a team that you do not want to face in the playoffs. Sure, there, there people have um, concerns about Thibodeau's teams, you know, you know, overworking their guys and stuff like that. But this is only year two. That's a problem for like year three, year four. These guys are basically a lot of young guys. Obviously, they know what they have in Kevin Walker. They got to, you know, take some time with him. But either way, they have the pieces now. If you can get some, you know, consistent offense from the two guys that they signed and still provide very good defense. The next is going to be a very good team, and then one is it's going to be a trend throughout the season. So, yeah, if it's a trend or a dead end, the next are definitely next winning is definitely a trend. Next up, we have we have the final two teams, and these teams these are the ones that people probably didn't expect to like be in this position right now. First team being the Chicago Bulls, and right now they're five and one. Their offense looks great. Their defense actually looks pretty solid. But sadly, over the weekend, they lost Patrick Williams, their second-year guy, for the rest of the season because of a wrist injury. Hope, um, praise out to him. Hopefully, he can come back stronger next year. But right now, them at 5-1. and one, Obviously, they made a, big, a lot of big signings. Lonzo Ball, DeMar DeRozan. They made the moves to try and get better. 
but is them winning a trend or a dead end. And for the first time this this episode, I'm going to be saying dead end. Now, I don't think they're a bad team. They're not going to be a bad team whatsoever. They have the offensive pieces and although right now they're like like they're like not near the top, I mean they're maybe I think just outside the top 10. I think that Patrick Williams loss is going to be a lot is going to hurt a lot more than people think. Because you now you're going to have a lineup with you know, Lonzo, good defender. They got Zach, DeMar, not notably known as defenders. And Nikola Vucevic. This is not a very defensive lineup. And now without, um, with no, um, with no um, Patrick Williams now, they're going to have to be starting people like um, Javante Green, Troy Brown Jr. It's not going to be a great defensive team when when all is said and done. And... You got the three guys. You're going to have the the offense with Zach Levine and DeMar DeRozan every night. One of them is going to play well. And then Alonzo is going to give you a couple games. And Vucevic is going to give you a couple games. They're going to have, their offense is going to be fine. But their defense is the issue. And without Patrick Williams, they're not going to have that guy to, you know, throw on someone's best guy or throw out a big man. They're not going to have it anymore. And I think that's going to be a huge loss for the Bulls long term. Even right now, I mean, they're in the midst of a, like, a very, very tough, tough schedule right now i think if you guys have been watching my tiktoks and like with Jalen and stuff like that of the hoop talk pod he talked about how the next like nine games or so was going to be really tough for the for the chicago Bull, for the chicago bulls because you know they're facing the celtics the 76ers the nets the mavs the warriors the clippers the lakers it goes on and on they're facing a bunch of good teams now if they go through the stretch you know over 500 a few games over 500 maybe i might turn around on it but right now, they lost a, a very important piece to them very early on in the season. And I just I don't know. Like, the offense is going to be good. I really do think so. But is anyone concerned about Vucevic right now? Because right now, he's like, although like he's been playing well like late into games, so far, 16-11, under 40% from the field, under th- just at 32% from um, three, not even like just over 70% at the line. I don't know, just kind of worrying. And I think a big reason for this is that there's just not enough ball to go around. You got um, DeMar Vakovin carrying a lot of the load. And it kind of moves Vucevic into a third option. And that kind of worries me that if you're not getting him involved in offense enough, he's going to kind of disengage on the defensive end. So, yeah, I mean, it's great that they're getting wins right now. Big win against the Jazz over the weekend. But I think right now it's going to, I got to say, dead end. I got to see a bit more from this team. Hopefully they can prove me wrong. But right now, I got to say, dead end. Last but not least, out of the 5-1 and one teams, we have the Washington Wizards. Yes, I said, you heard me correctly. The Washington Wizards are one of the six 5-1 teams left. And what's really impressed me about this Wizards team, and maybe this is something we should have expected coming to the season, is that they're a deep team. Because Bradley Beal hasn't been like a world beater so far this season. 24-6, and six, I mean, good numbers, but not like the 32 points he was at, like near, or the near 32 points he was averaging last year. But it's the other player stepping up. Kuzma averaging 15-12. and 12. Montres Harrell almost a 20-10 and 10 type season. You're getting um, nine, almost 20 points a game from Spencer Dinwiddie. It's the depth that they got. And I guess this, is, this should have been kind of expected. When they traded away Russell Westbrook, they brought in KCP. They brought in Kuzma. They brought in Harrell. They brought in players to kind of just fill out the roster more. And so far, they are paying dividends in terms of just production. Because even when Beal was out for that one game, they still were able to pick up the W. 
this is a deep team, and I think more than anything, this is going to be a good regular season team. They got the depth. They got guys who could score on any given night. And they're just going to surprise a lot of teams because people are going to be looking at like, oh, the Wizards. Yeah, let's just focus on Bradley Beal. We can let the other guys do whatever. But the other guys are producing. And if they could do this all season long, you know, maybe something can come from this. But in terms of them winning, if it's going to be a trend or dead end, put me down for dead end. Put me down for dead end. Um, first year head coach, was Unsold. He's probably loving life right now. They're 5-1. and one. And they're playing, you know, pretty good. But... You can only go so far as to outscoring your opponents every night. I mean, they've given up a hundred po- over a hundred points five out of their first six games, and the one time, actually, they gave up like a hundred points at least every single game this year. They've gone to a couple over the t- time games. I mean, they're gonna. I have a feeling that this there's gonna be like some point to see that we're gonna go on a massive slump and kind of maybe float around five hundred or so. But so far, they've looked great. They've definitely looked great. They've let their players be themselves. I mean, Montrez Harrell's looking like six men of the year, Montrez. Kyle Kuzma's getting his shots up. Beal, he's maybe dealing with some nagging injuries, but he's still playing at a pretty high level. This is a good team, a good regular season team. Will this be able to last? I don't trust it. But at the end of the day, it's good to see, you know, different teams, you know, going up to good starts and not already, you know, like when it's they're not like the Thunder, they're not like the Rockets where we're already like shutting them down for the rest of the season already. The Wizards are a good team and like I said before the season, they're gonna probably fight for a playoff spot or a play in spot. But are they a guaranteed play in spot? I'm not gonna say that because they are probably in the same boat as like the Raptors. We'll see about the Pacers if they're able to to um get back into the mix. Um with the Hornets and all that. They're probably in that mix. But at the end of the day, you know, they're playing right, well right now. It's good to see. But if this is going to be a... Do I think this is going to be a trend? No. It's going to be a dead end. 100%. I'm not going to say 100%. Maybe they'll prove me wrong, but we'll have to wait and see. But yeah, those are the teams. Let me know down below if you guys agree or disagree. But like I said, I'm going to do a little speed run with some players here. Do I think that their good performances early on is going to be a trend or dead end? Let's get into some of these players. We have a couple. We have quite a bit of players here to go through. I'm not going to take as long as I did with the teams, but let's get into it. First player, Scotty Barnes. Him playing at a very high level, probably look, re- leading at rookie of the year at um, so far this season, especially with the wins that the Raptors are getting. Do I think this is going to be a trend or a dead end? Put me down for trend. Scotty Barnes has been absolutely fantastic. He has the belief of his teammates already, and he has the belief of his coach. Nick Nurse over the weekend said, It's great that Scotty Barnes is shooting a lot, but we need more. We want him taking more shots. We want him to be more aggressive. And if you have that confidence from your coach and the teammates around you are giving you, you know, the thumbs up, you know, <laughs> probably a bad analogy right now because he right now is a sprained thumb. Hopefully he doesn't miss tonight's game. But in terms of his performance, I mean, some people are going to be like, oh, once Siakam comes back, he's either going to be moved to the bench or all that. No, no, no. I think they're going to try and force him into starting lineup because he's that impactful. And he does so much for them. And I think they're going to continue on all season. Will he be in the rookie of the, convers- the conversation the entire year? We'll have to wait and see. But he looks ready. He looks athletic. You could see his skill set developing before our very eyes. He's getting very comfortable with that mid-range jumper, which I love to see. He's going to be a star, man. This guy going to be an absolute star. I'm excited to see him play for the Raptors for the years to come. So, yeah, him playing this well is going to be a trend. Next player I want to talk about is 
Um, let's you know, let's get the rookies out the way. Let's get the rookies out the way. Let's talk about Quis Duarte. Right now, leading the um, leading the rookies in scoring, I believe, just under 18 points a game. He's looked good in the starting role for the Indiana Pacers. But is his play gonna um, gonna continue to be a trend, or is it gonna be a dead end? If I had to make the decision, I'm gonna say that's gonna be a dead end. Mostly because yes, he's playing well, 17 points a game, 40 almost 40 percent from three, over 90 percent at the line. But Karis Levert is slowly coming back. I don't know if that means like Crystal Warte is gonna be moving to the three. I don't know how the defense is gonna work because of that. But I just don't think, especially with the amount of like mounts they have to feed there in Indiana, what's the bonus? Like I said, Levert. You got Malcolm Brogdon when he comes back from injury. I don't know if there's enough to go around, and if Chris Duarte is averaging 17 right now, maybe he'll finish the season, maybe around 12 or 13, but in terms of his like current play, I think it's going to be a dead end. I don't think by the end of the season he will be in the Rookie of the Year conversation. Maybe he'll prove me wrong, but you know he's looking good right now, one of the older rookies, so some people expected him to be NBA-ready pretty quickly. He's looked good, but I think that um, his, like, his play right now, dead end, dead end um, if I'm trying to project it. Next player I want to talk about is Miles Bridges. Miles Bridges right now has been playing absolutely fantastic for the 5-2 and two, um, Charlotte Hornets. Three 30-point games to start the year, leading the team in scoring with 24 points a game, 7.5 rebounds. Miles Bridges has been playing great. Now is he going to keep up this production for the, for the rest of the season? Uh, uh, I don't want to say dead end. I want to say maybe like he, he's going to improve. He's going to improve, but... 24 and 7 is he going to be able to keep this up? I don't think so. I'm going to say dead end. Now I do think he will be the most improved next. I really do think so. Maybe it's like, you know, go down expectations. Maybe not 24 and a half, 7 rebounds. Maybe 20 and 6. 20 and 6. I really do think he's going to be a 20 point per game scorer. He's having an amazing start to the season so far. But I just don't think he'll keep it up, you know, 24 points a game. That's a lot. That is a lot right now, and I think what's happening right now is just like he's taking a lot of people off guard. Um, he, I think he's always been an underrated three-point shooter his entire career, but he's shooting over 50% from the field, almost 90% from the free throw line. I think he's been off to a good start. I think his production is going to plateau a little bit. I still think he'll be a 20-point point scorer, but I'm going to have to say dead end on him, you know, producing basically, you know, all NBA-type numbers. I don't think he's going to finish the season like that. But I still think he's going to have a pretty good season. Next up, another rookie that I'm going to be talking about here, Evan Mobley. He's been playing absolutely fantastic this year, along with Scotty Barnes, along with um, Chris Duarte. He is in the mix as of right now for Rookie of the Year in the very, very early um, um, stages of the season. And so far, playing well. 13 points a game, 8 rebounds, 50% from the field. A steal, one and a half blocks. This guy has had a, such a great impact on the defensive end. Do I think this is going to continue over the rest of the season? Yes, I do think it's going to be a trend. Evan Mobley like already is making it, um, the argument that he is one of the better players on that Cavaliers team. And so far, the three and four and that you know three seven footer lineup isn't looking horrible. I was surprised that Laurie Markkinen starting right away. I really did think Isaac Okoro was going to continue to have a starting role. But they're rolling with the three seven-footers. And I don't know. I mean, like, I don't know how long this is going to last them playing with those three seven-footers. But it's definitely an, an experiment, um, you know, worth trying until things completely fall off the rails. 
But in terms of Evan Mobley, I think he's going to continue his stellar play this season. Um, he's going to get the rebounds. He's going to be in the mix for Rookie of the Year. I just think that he has such a big impact on both sides of the court at such an early age. It's like fantastic to see. And I really do think the Cavs got themselves a future star here in Evan Mobley. And after that Lakers game where he had 23 points, um, had a fantastic performance. You know, he caught LeBron's eyes at having a 23 points, 6 rebound, 3 assist performance. He said this guy's going to be a future star. I believe he's going to be a very good player going forward. So him playing well right now, I think, is going to be a trend. Next up, second to last player, we're going to be talking about James Harden. And kind of opposite to these guys, we're going to be talking about is Harden's you know current you know form, is it going to be a trend or a dead end? Because last week I was talking about how he's kind of struggling so far. I thought that you know, he's going to turn it around soon, and he's slowly trying to turn it around, like trying to get used to these foul calls and stuff like that. But is he going to continue to play at this level for the rest of the season? No, no way. Okay, I, this is more of a joke than a thing, but this is a dead end. This is obviously a dead end. He's not going to be playing this badly this entire season. This guy's on the NBA 75 list for a reason. This guy's always was always in MVP conversations over the last, you know, five years and stuff. He, he's just trying to adjust. Some players are going to adjust, like, you know, a bit later than others. Harden being one of them, but... He's gonna he's gonna find his way soon. He's gonna um, find his MVP form, and this Nets team sooner rather than later, hopefully, he's gonna you know reach their potential soon because KD is producing the way he is. They're just waiting for Harden, and once those two guys are clicking, this team is gonna be as scary as we think it is. They really are. So Harden's current player right now to that end. No one should really be thinking, oh, this is this is this is the NBA finally exposing Harden this and that. No, no, no. He's an NBA seventy-five player for a reason. He's a phenomenal player. He's gonna he's gonna find his way back. Trust me. And last but not least, you knew I had to slip it in here. John Morant, still having a fantastic start to the season. I believe he's leading the league in points. Yeah, twenty eight um, and a half points, basically a game. He's playing absolutely phenomenal. Is this gonna be a trend? Is it gonna be a dead end? Yes, I'm going with trend. John Morant. Um, still rocking that um, hashtag jaw for MIP wave. I know he kind of injured his elbow in his last game. Hopefully he's back soon. But so far this year, almost 29 points a game, almost 8 assists, 5 rebounds, 50% from the field, almost 40% from 3, over 84 at the line. This guy's going to be fantastic. I'm still on the jaw for MIP hype train. Let, you know, let jaw be great. Let him be great. He's going to have a phenomenal year. 20 is he going to lead the league at, at the end of the year in scoring? I don't think so. But I do th- but I truly do believe he's going to be a 25 point per game scorer. I really am on board with that. So him playing this well, him playing at a basically a top 5 point guard level, I think that's going to continue throughout the season. That is going to be a trend. So yeah, let me know what the about the players, about the teams, trend or dead end, let me know in the comment section down below. We're going to end off this episode with obviously the three word game with each team in the nba last week did i go a bit long yes but this time i'm gonna try to keep it a bit shorter i did pretty well though i think i tried like in terms of like going really short i think i did pretty well but let's try to keep it a bit quicker we're gonna go through each team in nba and and do a phrase and then like come up with a phrase of three words or less to describe the, each team and of course we're gonna be going by standings and of course we're gonna start in the east First up in the East, we're going to be talking about the New York Knicks. And the phrase I'm going to describe them is, Bing Bong. 
Yes. I mean, that, that, that sounded cringy, didn't it? That was pretty cringy. But the Knicks have been playing great. Obviously, that video has been making the rounds on Twitter about all those Knicks fans going crazy. I absolutely love that video. One of my favorite moments of the year so far. They're a good team. I talked about them a lot earlier. I think it's going to be a trend how well they're playing. Hopefully, Kemba could stay healthy because this team could could actually surprise a lot of people if they can um, pair up um, their defense with a pretty like a average to above average offense. So, the Knicks, they look good. Bulls, are they for real? Are they for real? We still have to wait and see. Earlier, I said that they were in a dead end. But, you know, maybe they could prove me wrong. Like I said, the next, like, like bunch of games is going to be, like, um, really hard for them. But if they can come out of it, you know, looking solid, over 500, and no stretch, they're going to have my support. They're going to have my support, but I'm going to be, be definitely keeping a close eye on them, and you should too. Washington Wizards, regular season team. Again, another team that I said that was in the dead end. I just think that they're they have the depth of a good regular season team. They're probably they're gonna be in the mix for a playing spot. They look like they're gonna maybe you know ch- um, challenge for top eight seed in the East, but I don't see them more than that. They're a good regular season team. They're gonna get good protection from their guys. They have some good players. I don't see them more than that. Maybe they'll prove me wrong this season, but I'm just gonna um kind of dub them as a regular season team. Miami Heat, they're elite. They're an elite team. They got, you know, Jimmy Butler playing absolutely phenomenal to start the season. Kyle Lowry's offense is going to come around. Don't worry, but his impact is still there. Bam's playing great. Um, their roster up and down has been playing great. They're an elite team. They're an elite team, and they should be 100% one of those much-watched teams t- this season. Charlotte Hornets, bright young future. I already talked about Miles Bridges and his hot start to the season, but LaMelo Ball had another great game yesterday as they did. As they defeat the Portland Trailblazers, he played absolutely fantastic Halloween night. And the Hornets are just a fun young, a fun young team. Hopefully Terry Rozier comes back soon so they can get some even more scoring on that roster. The Hornets look great, and they have a nice, uh, they have a bright young future. Philadelphia 76ers. Ben Simmons who? Yeah, the 76ers are pulling out wins. Um, in the last game, especially against the Atlanta Hawks, like their backcourt has actually provided them with some offense. Tyrese Maxey scoring 16 points in this one. Seth Curry with 15. And Bede hasn't really come around just yet, but I think like as as if hopefully he can get healthier soon so he can continue to put up his beastly numbers. Tobias Harris has had a good start to the season, and so far so good for the 76ers. I still think they should make the trade sooner rather than later, but both both sides are stubborn. Both sides are stubborn. I'm just glad I didn't get to really talk about Ben Simmons today, so... Yeah, 76 is playing great. Let's see if they can carry it on. Toronto Raptors. Continue to doubt us. Please continue to doubt us. This is when the Raptors play at their best. Right now, they're 4-3 and three on a three-game winning streak. Sky's been playing great. Freddie Van Vliet has been taking over fourth quarters. This team has just been fantastic, especially on the defensive end. This team has been great. They are 7th um, on defense, um, basically bang average on offense. They are a good team. I think the Raptors are going to shock a lot of people this year. Probably be in the playing tournament mix. Hopefully they can keep us up. Hopefully they can keep us up. And hopefully Scotty's injury is not too severe. Hopefully he'll be back soon. But if they need to rest in one or two games, I completely understand. Raptors, please fans, continue to doubt us. That's because that's when the Raptors play at their best. The Milwaukee Bucks. Full injury report. That's basically been this, the Bucks' um, kind of situation the whole year. Giannis has been healthy, but... Drew Holiday hasn't played since the first game. Brooke Lopez hasn't played since the first game. Bobby Portis is finally coming back from injury. Even Chris Middleton missed yesterday's game because of an illness. They'll be fine. The Bucks will be fine. They just need to get guys back healthy from the IR. So 
Once you get those guys back, you already know they're gonna they're gonna put in wins. Giannis is playing great, and he's actually adding that outside shot to his game, which is kind of scary. But they'll be fine. They just need to get healthy. Don't even have to worry about the Bucks. Brooklyn Nets slowly coming back, and this is mostly a reference to James Harden. He's finally coming around. I know the other day he had a triple. I know his last game he had a triple double, and the game before that he had like a thirty point game, nineteen free throws though. Um, they'll be fine. James Harden's gonna find his groove. Katie's been playing great. They just need to, you know, stay healthy, and they'll be fine. They're gonna get some wins. They should still be one of the favorites in the East. The Nets will be fine. Um, they're just slowly coming back. The Atlanta Hawks. The offense is starting slow. Now, this is something I wasn't expecting in the um, before the season started. The Atlanta Hawks starting this slow on the offensive end, but you know, you know, they've had some pretty good games, but they've also had some complete duds, especially against you know the 76ers. They lost to the Pelicans, which is a rough game. They lost to the Cavs. They just put out some like stinkers. Besides that, they've been okay. Hopefully, you know, people like Kevin Herter can find their groove soon. Um, DeAndre Hunter can you know up his production a little bit. I think they'll be fine, but um, they just need to start, you know, f- developing a rhythm for sure. Cleveland Cavaliers, try scoring inside. That's <laughs> that's the thing about this Cleveland Cavaliers team. I mean, I mentioned it earlier. They're putting three seven-footers. But if there's one thing that's, like, really helping them out is that they're an above-average defense so far this year. And that's mostly because not a lot of people want to drive inside on a Mobley, on a Jared Allen. And then a Laurie Markin, you got three seven-footers in there. It's going to be tough to score on, but... You know, their talent is just not there compared to the other teams. But, you know, they look fine. They look kind of fine for sure. But, um, you know, Evan Mobley has been, like, their their biggest piece so far. They looked okay. I don't know. I just, I just don't think it's going to be that great season for the Cavs. But hopefully Evan Mobley can continue to perform. Celtics, deja vu. They're 2-4 and four right now. They've, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown have been great this season. But no one else is helping them. And I think this is a product of Danny Ainge kind of leaving them in a mess. They traded for all those draft picks. Instead of trading them to get good players, he just kept throwing darts at a board. They've messed up the potential dynasty here with Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. Hopefully they can recoup it. They've been, they're phenomenal players. But the Celtics, man, another it looks like they're on track for another disappointing season. The Detroit Pistons, watching for Cade. Plain simple. If I see a Pistons game on TV, I am turning it off unless Cade's playing. I want to see how this kid is going to do. Um, obviously, they're going to bring him back slowly because of the injury. But besides that, I think, um, yeah, I'm not watching them. The Orlando Magic, slowly but surely. Now, I kind of have hope in this Orlando Magic team. Cole Anthony played fantastic about against the Raptors on Friday night. Um, Suggs have ha- has had you know solid games here and there. Um, Mo Bamba is having a pretty good season so far as well. I think that this team has a future. They just have to, you know, tank right. And then, like, hopefully, like, sooner or later, the talent will come. Hopefully, um, Jamal Mosley can grow into his role as a coach. They just have to be patient, Magic fans. You just got to be patient. I know it's a while because even, like, with Vucevic and stuff, you weren't even that great. But stay patient. Stay patient. Pacers. They're not that bad. <laughs> the thing is, is, like, they're they have the worst record in the... Excuse me. They're tied for the worst record in the league, but they're not that bad of a team. They've had some very unlucky results. Um, injuries, of course, to Brogdon. They're finally getting Karis LeVert back. They just have been really unlucky, but they also haven't been like playing to their capabilities. And they, they'll definitely rebound. They'll rebound back for sure. But trust me, they're not as bad as the record shows. They're probably going to be in the play-in mix um, soon. Now let's move on to the West. We're going to speed up the West part for sure. 
Starting off with the Utah uh, with the Golden State Warriors. Um, other than Curry, that's the one thing to describe them. Um, because the story of the season is Steph Curry isn't playing great, but they're getting good production from the other guys. So um, that's going to be key for them this season, especially as they try to get players back. They're going to be fine, but they just need to continue to get these production out of these other guys. Jazz, to be expected. We know they're a great regular season team. I don't have to go any further. This team is just a very good team. Denver Nuggets, winning by defense? Yes, the Denver Nuggets have... This is a weird... This is, like, very surprising for this team, but only one game they allowed a team over 100 points, which is crazy for a Denver Nuggets team. They're second in the league in defense, and they have one of the worst offenses in the league. Obviously, their offense is going to rebound because they have the Joker. And I don't know if their defense is going to stay that high, but they've looked good so far this season for sure. Dallas Mavericks grinding it out. They have not been a fun watch this year besides Luka Doncic. And honestly, a lot of these wins are just grinding it out. You know, these um, very like small victories. They've only had one game where they won like in double figures. They're winning close games. I mean, Luka's carrying them at the end, but... Their offense does not look like the offense from previous years for sure. Hopefully they can straighten that out. Um, the Sacramento Kings won't buy in. I'm not buying into this team. They've, Harrison Barnes has looked like an all-NBA player the first two weeks. You know, De'Aaron Fox is slowly bouncing back. Just don't believe in the Kings. Whatever hope you have on them, just 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 don't believe it. Just don't believe it, please. We do. This happens every year. Do not believe in the Kings. Portland Trailblazers turning the corner. I think they're definitely turning the quarter um, um, them for sure. Um, Damian Lord has had a slow start to the season. Hopefully, he'll turn around soon. And you know what's good? The good thing about the Trailblazers is that they have kind of a defensive grit to them now. They're top ten in defense. Um, their offense will start to come around soon as long as Damian Lord gets back to his play. They'll be fine. They'll be fine. But um, yeah, they're turning the corner right now. Timberwolves trouble closing out game. Um, trouble closing games. They've played good, and they've been in a lot of these games, but it's just them trying to close it out. Oh, man, especially the Nuggets game where they had, like, two or three opportunities at the end to tie it. Uh, they weren't able to get it done, but this is a young team. Hopefully, they can get used to each other on the offensive end. Um, again, not a bad defense, again, for the Timberwolves. They haven't been playing absolutely horrible. They're just number six in the league right now. I don't think that's going to last, but it should be a very good offensive team going forward for sure. Los Angeles Lakers have my doubts. I still have my doubts on them. The fit is eh, but they're getting wins. As long as they get out, they're getting wins. Everything is Gucci. Carmelo Anthony has been a star for them off the bench, multiple 20-point games. I just have my doubts. I have my doubts for sure. The Memphis Grizzlies, jaw for MIP. Enough said. This team's going to be good. Jaw's going to be great. Phoenix Suns will bounce back. They're too good of a team not to bounce back. Devin Booker, 22 points a game so far this year. Six assists, five rebounds. He's going to get that um, shooting percentage back up soon. Um, Chris Paul, um, it's been playing decent this, so far this year. Hopefully he can get his production up. DeAndre Aiden, if he wants to get that max contract, he's going to up his production as well. They're, they're going to come back. They're going to come back. I'm not too worried about this team. They still show signs of like that great team from last year. They just need to get into their groove. I'm not too worried about them just yet. If they're in the same position in a couple weeks, maybe I will be, but not right now. Not right now. Um, Spurs, no days off. The thing about the Spurs is that they're two and four right now, but they got some key. They they got a very good win against the Bucks in their last game. 
they beat um, the Magic in their first in their second game of the se- in the first game of the season. I think that this team is just going to keep things close. I think all of their games they've lost by ten points or less. So you're not going to have a. It's not going to be an easy day against the Spurs, but um, they're going to definitely lose a lot of games just because they just don't have the talent. But you know, at least they're fighting hard. They're fighting hard for sure. Doing tagging the right way, just keeping it close, but still ending up losing the game. Clippers got to help PG. He just needs some help from PG, and this is kind of my concern before the season and why I had him as outside of the top eight. Besides Paul George, a lot of their team has a, like just a lot of question marks. Reggie Jackson's solid, but is he going to like produce for an entire season? I'm not sure. Bledsoe, you can't really rely on him. Their big man is just very questionable. I mean, Paul George is going to put up MVP numbers as he's doing right now, twenty, basically 28-8. and eight. But the other guys, I, I'm not like too sure they're going to be able to um, you know, help him out enough. Just not sure about that. Rockets, patient is key, man. Jalen Green, rough start to the season. Besides that 30-point game, he's had an extremely rough start to the season. They should be okay, but um, yeah, we expected them to be a bad team this year. They will be a bad team this year. Oklahoma City Thunder, future is bright. Loving the backcourt of Josh Giddy and Shea Gilgis-Alexander. I think they're going to be a great back, um, backcourt for the future. But again, just continue to tank right. Um, you have a ton of draft picks. Hopefully you make trades starting next year. But this team, they've got some a great foundation for a great future. And last but not least, the New Orleans Pelicans. They just desperately need Zion back, man. This team is like 1-6 right now. Jonas Valanciunas, it's great to see him getting good production. He's been playing, like, honestly, like, their best player so far this year. Oh, him and Baron and Ingram both putting up massive numbers. But they need Zion back, man. Reports are today saying that he should be back in the next two to three weeks. That's still a long period of time. I don't know if they're going to get enough wins, man. <laughs> I think they're going to dig themselves in a hole very early in the season. I don't know if even Zion Williamson can, like, help bring them back. So, yeah, they desperately need Zion. So, yeah, we went through every team. Let me know down below what you guys think. Was I too hard on some teams? Was I too nice? Let me know down below. This is where we're going to end today's episode. Thank you guys for watching. Remember to show love on all the podcast channels. Like, share, subscribe. Hit the notification bell on your YouTube. And remember to follow at TV on Basketball on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok for just awesome content and updates on the podcast. Going to be back next Tuesday Tuesday to talk some more NBA hoops. Great games on throughout the week. Um... Don't forget um, to like continue just to show your support on the podcast. I really do appreciate all you guys. Um, we're not gonna be doing the NBA picks for this um, f- um, for the um, foreseeable future for the time being because Jalen is out um, sick right now. So hopefully he gets better soon. So hopefully we can get back to um, that soon. And yeah, just be looking out for, on, on especially TikTok for some awesome NBA content coming out soon. Last but not least, thank you guys for all the support. Hope you have a fantastic day. Take it easy, guys. TV signing out. Peace.